Hey guys, this is The Gathering Podcast. Really glad you've decided to check us out. We have teachings from Sunday mornings. We have what we call cold reading, where we read scripture that we'll be looking at this coming Sunday. And occasionally we'll have a testimonial or an interview with somebody who helps with The Gathering. Hope that you enjoy this, and let's dive into today's content. This is a, a sermon I titled, Follow the Light. Some people are like, do you even plan your sermons? <laughs> yes. It's subtitled, When Darkness is All-Encompassing. And get this, this is the important part that I hope. So in the beginning, the smallest light is enough. Look at the Bible, Genesis, you're probably familiar. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and did all of this stuff. And that's that. There's no reason to argue. We can just believe it at that and leave it at that. And if you want to get into young earth, old earth arguments, you can, but you're wasting your time. The fact is, in the beginning, God did everything, and that's enough for me. So we're going to skip that. It comes from John, chapter 1, 1 through 5. And so I'm going to give you all my background of the gospel. There's, there's four gospel accounts. There's one gospel about Jesus, and it is the most outer-worldly book you've ever read. If you read the other three, it's kind of like an eyewitness journalism account that you might find in the newspaper, you know, Exploits in Jesus' Life Today, page five in the newspaper. Go read it. This story doesn't make hardly any sense because it's super, super spiritual, which makes it kind of hard to understand. And For God so loved the world, John, because obviously you've got verse like John 3.16, Anybody? Anybody? John's book is super, super confusing. It's where we have the high priestly prayer where Jesus is praying for us and for the disciples. And he says things like, God, I pray that they're one, like we're one. And you're just like, what? What is the whole oneness? Is this some Hare Krishna, you know, Eastern Orthodox teaching? No, it's, it's the Bible, but it can be hard to understand. And it starts out with this passage. It says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. That's confusing. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, the light, and that life was the light of men overcome it. So we're going to talk kind of deep today. I don't like to get too deep because if if it's too complex and we can't follow it, what's the point? But I want to talk about this simple five-verse passage and maybe be a little different than I normally am. So if you were coming expecting Funny Sam, he's probably have huge, like, whole chapters. And for once, we have five verses. But we've been doing this thing called the character of God. We've been talking about who is God, you know, what's he about, what's he like. Last week was God is love wasn't here. I heard Bethany did a great job teaching. I don't think it got recorded. Aaron's not here for me to give him the eye to be like, did you record it? Nah, you know, but um, today we're talking about God as light. I don't know if you picked up on it, but it's somebody who was with God. Does anybody care to offer me the Sunday school answer of who we're talking about? Jesus, just say Jesus, it's got to be the right answer, (laughs) you know, it's all about him anyway, so chapter one, in the beginning was the word, who is the word, the word is Jesus, and the word was with God, so it's, it's a really tough metaphor to kind of get and understand here, and this is like we think of the Bible, we think of the scriptures, 
We think of something that's written down, unchangeable, unshakable, and yet here is this description of the Word being with God in the very beginning. And so do we take that as the Word, like the, the, the principles of Scripture were with God in that sense? God. It wasn't just the Word in the beginning, which the only one in the beginning was God. And so these Jewish writers, ancient Israelites, Hebrews, were geniuses because God loved them so much and He was telling them the answers to the book. But when they write, in the beginning was the Word, it's no mistake that the first book of the Hebrew Bible starts with, in the beginning, God. He's not an extra God. He's not a, a, a prophet for God. He's not a demigod. He is God. He was there at the beginning. And what's a cool thing, if you read like C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia and stuff, um, there's a line where Aslan the lion, who's the hero who represents Jesus and God, He's meeting with the bad guy. Wrong, so I have to kill him. He's a, the kid is a symbol for us having to pay the penalty of sin. And Aslan, which is Liam Neeson, by the way, I'm a movie nerd, he's, he's the one doing the voice. And uh, he, he recites to her, I can't do his Irish-Scottish accent, whatever it is, you know, but he says, don't reflect to me the deep magic because I was there when it was written. And it's a direct reflection. See, Jesus was there with God. And he was God. He was in the beginning with God. It's like, they, they repeat it, they say it over and over and over like four different times to make you understand this man we're about to tell you about is the most important human God you will ever meet. God's authority and Jesus' authority. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So immediately right there, belong to. You know, we, we've sent people to the moon. We're trying to send people to Mars. And it's like, whoever gets there first, we'll plant a flag. I mean, there was this whole space race back in the 60s and 70s, and we got to the moon first. So I guess the moon is American, and the Russians have to just cry about it. But it's like, whose who's is all this really? You know, I have the truck, I have the title, and everything's kind of tell. And it might be a joke that you laugh at, maybe not. But these scientists come to God, obviously a joke. You know, they didn't really come to God. They, they come up to God and they say, hey, we figured it out. We know how to make life and we can do what you did. And, they, and he's, God's like, okay, go ahead, smart guys. I, I cleaned it up for church. Um, he goes and, and the, the scientist says, okay, <laughs> so need some of these amino acids. And God says, whoa, 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 get your own amino acids. No, you, they say that owning is better than renting, but honestly, and follow me here, you know, honestly, if we take this mindset that what I have really belongs to God, then it kind of changes the way we hold on to things, you know, whereas before it's like with one, so here you have, I don't want to share it, it's like, it's God's Twinkie anyway, I'm just, by the grace of the Lord, I've been, we enjoy, and not just the physical kind of things, but what about your family? Is that your wife, your husband? Is that your children? They're in our care, but the truth is, is they are God's. And that might, if, if you're like me, it might take a while, but eventually you realize, I should treat them a lot better. I should make a better effort. And even if you're messing up royally, this next scripture should really help us understand. It says, in him was life, has not overcome. It was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. In the dark Think about light. How fast does it take for light to light up a dark room instantly 
It could be pitch black, pull out every Texas Chainsaw Massacre going to happen in this room dark, and you could pull out the tiniest, and you just strike it, and instantly they would know. Uh, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. You put out a match from a matchbook. It doesn't matter how dark it is. Like, have you ever been in a place where it's so dark you like you feel like you it's like thick? Well, there's this this cave on Enchanted Rock. Uh, Enchanted Rock is down past Fredericksburg, between Fredericksburg and Lano, and it's this big. Um, but like the Native American Indians were were like terrified of that place. They thought it was a place where God was much like the way the Israelites thought God was on, on Mount Herod of God. And so there's a story of a lieutenant in the, the cavalry who was fighting the Indians, and he runs up on the hill, up on Enchanted Rock, and he stays up there, and the Indians leave because they're like, oh, he's not up there, God killed him, you know. But on this rock, it's this huge dome, and it's hidden off the road. You have to go way back to find it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, look up Enchanted Rock, and you rock, there's this cave. Um, we'll take a field trip there if you want. I have rock climbing stuff. But on top of it, this huge cave that you just walk in and you go, hello, hello, hello. You know, it's this, it's this cave that you got to kind of, at first you think, oh yeah, we're going into this cave. And you trust that there's this part at the top that comes down and goes into the bottom. And you go through this cave. And I did this when I was in college. And I was a little bit smaller than I am now. But I'm going through this and it starts getting tight. And I'm like, my rock, rock climb. There comes points where you're like crawling on your belly. But you can't like crawl. You have to like inch. I'm like, inchworm. You know, and, and I'm going through and I'm putting my feet down and you're like sliding. And there's some spots. I lost a water bottle in this cave. It was my favorite water bottle I ever got from Colorado. Fell off. Didn't even know it fell off. And it was gone. I, I went back through the cave looking for it. And I was like, nowhere to be seen. But there's a part where you come over this little chasm. Not big enough. Like, there probably isn't. Dude, you could. But not big enough for me. And I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, Justin, I can't see the bottom. And uh, anyway, it's, it's crazy. And we get to this point where he's like, okay, everybody get your headlamps. We got helmets and all this stuff. Because we're hitting our heads everywhere. He gets the, the headlamps and he's like, all right, everybody turn your like, hold me, Justin. You know, I was, it was dark and we were like talking and the girls are screaming. I was probably screaming too, but you know, it was dark. I've never been in anything that dark. And uh, my friend tells me the story. He was, um, he was a pilot, not a pilot. He worked on the helicopters during Desert Storm. And he talks about when they first got on night vision goggles. And, they, and, and the way night vision goggles work is that they don't just create light out of nothing. That's impossible. But what they do is they find the tiniest particle of light and they actually pull everything they need, any piece of light to illuminate that room through these goggles. And so what happens is they'd be in this dark room, they'd be working on them and they say, okay, it's time to test them. And they would test them and they had this special light that has this tiny little pin that would just barely glow and they'd turn those goggles on and all of a sudden they could see everything. They would work on the, the goggles with the goggles. And so we think about how dark is our world. I don't. I struggle a lot of times in the darkness, even as a man of God, even as the, the preacher here or the worship leader, there are plenty of times where darkness is all around me. And the only thing I know to get through this is to seek that light. When it's dark all around me, I have to focus and say, okay, God, where's the light? And it seems like the older I get, and I'm sorry to tell this to you young people. You old people may, maybe know what I'm talking about. But it seems like the older I get, the darker things get. And yet, that light is enough. And it's almost like, like God sometimes wants me to see just how... Stared at the sun, dust him. 
because there's times where it feels like I'm right next to this huge bulb, and sometimes you just, you just, you're just a kid, and, or you're a 30-year-old idiot, and you just look up at it, and you're just like, I'm going blind, and then there's this dot burned into your eyes, and you're like, I hope that goes away, and you close your eyes, and you see the sun, <laughs> you know, but you can be in the sun, but then sometimes, I mean, I say sometimes, every day, night falls. We have the day, and then comes the night, and then the day, and then another night. And some nights are brighter than others. Did anybody see the harvest moon backing up? Oh, yeah, y'all were at our house, and I was like, guys, come out, see this moon. And it was like freaking bright. <laughs> it was dead, and the clouds were all orange around it. I was like, I think Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Get it? And he just was like, praise God. Praise God. Because there are some nights where you look up and you see the stars. And not for, you realize that every one of those stars was put there not for some famous science. They were put there for you. And I had this conversation once because I used to be like ancient aliens kind of conspiracy person. I'm like, you think there's life out there? And somebody would be like, it doesn't matter if there's life out there. The fact is that every one of those stars was put there to keep you entertained so that you could look up and just be like, God, that's so amazing. That's so big and incredible. And it's for you. It's for you to know my name. And that's God, what he's done for us. And he does that. There can be some pretty dark ones. If you've got a, a good enough cloud cover roll in and no moon or, or, or whatever, it can get dark black. I've been out hunting sometimes where I stay out a little longer than I should and I start coming back and all of a sudden every stinking twig in the woods is, is a freaking grizzly bear getting ready to come kill me. Or you hear something in the bushes and you're like, oh my gosh, and you get your gun ready and it's like a little squirrel and you're like, I'm going to kill you anyway, you know. But darkness can throw you into fits and it can make you so confused that, you know, you, you, I came right this way. One time, and this is the last story I'm going to tell before I close, but one time we were going up this mountain to get ready to go to the Philippines and our people... I'll get up and walk around for this story because it, it deserves experience because you're, you're one team. And I'm like, yeah, we look like a big, long snake. And uh, it seems cool in the beginning. We start marching. And this is out, um, I think it's, it's not Round Mountain, but it's a mountain out between Mason and Lano. We're out on this ranch, and it's dark, and we're going up the mountain. And they're like, da, da, da. and I hear the leaders up. We're heading up the mountain, and all of a sudden, we start slowing down. And it's like, okay, we're just going to go this way. And so we start going through. Well, about 10 minutes later, they're so frustrated. Like, okay, cut everybody loose. Everybody take your rope off. This isn't working. We've got to get through this the right way. And so we start going. And, you know, it was crazy. There was no road. There was no path. It's dark. Um, there are some, some people that were struggling. And so I was just, I was getting down on my hands and knees, like, just walk up this part of the rock. Because, I mean, it was hard for me to get up some of these rocks. And we, we finally make it to the top. It's cold. It's windy. I had one friend that bought a sleeping bag, and I was really good friends with him, so I was like, Zach, I don't care what they say. I'm surviving tonight, okay? And we survived, and we get down in the morning. The light comes up. We're having, I guess we, we had, like, I don't care how hungry you are. These are not delicious, okay? Even with the tiny little Tabasco sauce and, you know, all that, it was not good. And I, I think that was the greatest cheeseburger ever when we got back to Dairy Queen. But anyway, we're coming down the hill, and it's just, it's beautiful. And we were like, where, where water was, and, and the, the owner was like, that's fresh water, you can. We brought water, but uh, we, we walked down, and we were like, there's the path. And I was like, that's the path? I mean, it's like, it's cut from here to here. How did we miss that? And we go down the path, and, and we hit through. And man, I tell you guys, sometimes, any enjoyment. Not to say God wants to see you struggling, 
or that he gets any enjoyment from you suffering. But sometimes God wants to see what we can do. He's like a dad. He wants to take his son out on a little hike. And that son is so excited for hiking. And he, he just is like, hold my hand, daddy, hold my hand. And then there comes a point where one time we were doing this and, and I was going this way. So I'm going to go this way. And he's like, well, I'm going to go this way, daddy. I said, go that way, son. Go that way. And I walked and I sat down for about five He's over there. He's like walking around the video. You can, you can come watch it someday. Maybe I'll put it on the gathering page so you all can see it. Like, um, I don't know what to call it. I want to call it skirt or dress, but it looks like a little, it was a little Middle Eastern thing. And he's walking around shirtless and he's like, hmm, that's too hard. That's too hard. And then he would jump and he would just, yeah. And then he'd wave at me, hey, daddy. And it was just, I was like, look at him. He doesn't need me to hold his hand. And then he's like, I'm going to go swimming. I'm like, go ahead. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I think there's a warning about amoebas right now. But he was in already, so we cleaned all the... Do you believe me that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it? One last thing shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. And I think that's true too. Sometimes we have a vision or an idea of who God is and how he's going to operate in our lives. And it's maybe not the whole picture that we see. God's either way too angry with us or, I don't know, way too liberal with our freedoms. But some of us need a stern father who's going to tell us the right thing to do. And some of us need more of a motherly figure who's going to love on us when we're heartbroken and, and destroyed. And, and I'm not going to say that I know a formula to give you of how God will appear to you and how he'll speak to you. Because just when you think you have it figured out, he'll do something different so that you understand it. There is our infinite understanding of God. And yet, he's chosen to put his light inside each and every one of you. And it expresses itself so beautifully different in every one of us. And we don't need to look at others and say, I'm not like those Christians who wear a tie to church or, you know, I just, I just like to sing. I just like to shout. Some people like to dance. Definitely one of them right here. Well, one time I was on the side, think it, but I've been holding it in for the last three years, so be careful. You should. Lynn showed up to me, so I had to stay loose. Uh, but you are with the sods. Don't listen to what the rest of the world says. I'm going to bring the band up, and we're going we're gonna, to, and if he would pray for us. But remember that you are the Lord's. That he has said something about you that matters more than any other voice that you might listen to, that you might hear. But having trouble hearing that voice, especially when it's dark, when it's very difficult. So that being said, Jaime, would you come? Would you pray with us? Lord, have you bow your heads, please. Day that I needed because I've been going through some darkness myself. And I know that others here have been going through some darkness also. But Lord, there you are. There is Jesus. And we all feel so. And you are the light. You are the love. Never, never let us go. We ask that you continue blessing each and every one of us here and those of them that could not make it here, those who are at home. We ask that you bless.
Hey guys, thanks for joining us again and look forward to hopefully seeing you one day at the gathering or if you're just a digital subscriber, keep listening, send us your prayer request and uh, reach out to us if you need anything. Have a blessed week.